This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. And Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Oski Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone. First and foremost, want to say Happy New Year. Hope you guys celebrated the new year. Hopefully, we left 2021 behind us on to better things here in 2022. Pat, happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you as well. Uh, it's been a, a, a nice break from school, but uh, unfortunately, I caught COVID right after the Bragg and Rice game, so been quarantining. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're feeling okay. It looks like you're in pretty good shape. Obviously, everybody listening, stay safe from COVID-19 as much as you possibly can. It seems to be resurging. Um, But like you said, after the bragging rights game, let's get into that a little bit because finally, after our first three years, Illinois has won against Missouri in the bragging rights game. This one was a long time coming. It really was. Yeah, I was at the game. Super cool game to go to, Anthony. You got to go check that out. Um, I'm sure on a better year, it's half Mizzou, half Illinois, but it was pretty much – it was a quarter Mizzou on their side because a lot of them didn't show up and buy tickets, and then the Illinois side was just packed with people. So that was cool um, to see that. And, uh, Illinois played great in that game. I mean, it, you needed a game – like we said on the podcast, you need a game where you need to dominate your opponent in a, in a power five. And Mizzou is the perfect target. Like, they really were. They, they were a team you haven't beaten in a couple of years. They were a team that, um, that that's kind of dominated you in the Brad Underwood era. Like, they, they beat Io and Kofi on their last year together. It, it, it was the perfect moment. There was a lot of hate going into that game. And, and uh, they simply, uh, Mizzou couldn't keep up in the second half. Uh, they dominated um, the three-point line and, and – or three-point arc and – that game was over. Yeah, Illinois played really well. Um, we've talked, there were two things that the Brad Underwood Eras team hasn't done yet. One of them was go to Iowa and win at Iowa, and the other one was beat Missouri, and they did both of those things this year. Um, so you can check those off of Brad Underwood's uh, all-time legacy box, if you will. Um, three players in double figures, Trent Fraser with 15, Alfonso Plummer with 20 plus points in eight of nine straight games, 22 he had. And Kofi led the way with 25 points, 14 rebounds, which um, ended up getting him Big Ten Player of the Week honors. So congratulations to him. And aside from that, you know, contribution all over, nine points and six assists from Jacob Grandison. Uh, Coleman Hawkins got involved, five points, four rebounds. Pajimski with seven. It, It was pretty evenly spread all around aside from those three players yeah no it definitely was um and that's what we want to see we needed another one of those games as well we, we talked about how in, in previous games they hadn't been sharing the rock very well and um and not even that they they were it was just that they weren't guys just weren't getting involved in, in scoring um but you saw Demonte hit a three um Colton Hawkins played a better game I think he's got to come off the bench from now on 
Um, I think he's the player that when when you insert back, um, when you insert back, um, oh geez, um, Andre Cabello. Sorry about that. When you insert back Andre Cabello, I think you send Coleman to the bench and you go with a shorter lineup, um, just from a scoring aspect. And and we all know statistics when when you have Grandison, Coburn, Frazier, Plummer, and Williams on the floor together, you get the most production. Um, yeah. So. I think you live by that. Um, you know, other than that, um, talking about the Mizzou game, it's it's it was a good all-around win, getting guys more involved. Surprise, Grandison only had nine points, but that's all they really needed from him. Yeah, not a ton to say more about it, just because, you know, Illinois did what they should. They won by 25 points. I think kudos to the defense for stepping up and holding a power five team below 65 points. That's That's definitely a big plus, but – you know, you, you win that game, you go into a Christmas break and you're expecting get some days to practice. <clears throat> you get a tune-up game in the middle there against um, an inferior opponent and then you roll into conference play in the new year. But unfortunately, like it did to your holiday plans, Patrick, COVID-19 derailed Illinois just a little bit. Upon returning to campus on December 26th, when you know they all came back after their little Christmas with their their families, ten people inside the organization tested positive for COVID nineteen. None of them coaches, so we can only assume those are players. Um, Brad Underwood said they did not field the seven player limit to play a game over the next ten days. <clears throat> so as a result, that tune up game that was supposed to be on December 29th was canceled. I think it was supposed to be against. Um, Florida a Oh, Florida a That's right. It's supposed to be against Florida a That game gets canceled. This game was originally scheduled for Sunday, got pushed back to Tuesday against Minnesota to open up the new year. So they haven't played since December 22nd. Actually, neither team has, but Illinois is healthy. All players expected to play tonight, except for Andre Curbelo and Austin Hutcherson, who are both dealing with their injuries. Hutcherson out the year. Curbelo out indefinitely, but they do expect him back before the end of the season. And you've got Minnesota on the schedule today. Yeah, you do. Um, look, um, Minnesota is a team that obviously lost their best player in Marcus Carr, who's now playing uh, Texas. Um, huge bummer for them. That's a big loss. Um, but they've, they've done fairly well this year. Uh, they've gone 10-1. Um a very easy schedule. Uh, their most impressive win is against Michigan, which, you know, Michigan, I, I felt like is a team that, that for some reason can't get it together quite yet, but I think they'll find their, uh, their footing in a, in a, in a week or two. Um, except they did also just lose to UCF uh, the other day. I forgot about that. Um, well, I think hope, they're just not good. Yeah. Michigan just might be bad. So their two most impressive wins are Michigan and Pitt and Pitt is five and eight, I think. Um, and Pitt's really bad this year. So, and, and, and then after that's probably green Bay, a 20 point win against green Bay. Um, so nothing really has been that impressive. Um, and, and for a lot of fans, there's not really a player, um, you know, for the general fan that you might remember, but, um, I'll kick it off with a couple of familiar faces, uh, Jameson battle and Eric Curry, both return at the forward position. Those are two guys that, uh, that provide fairly good defense. Um, Jameson Battle is is t- taking the next next step on this team, and he's now the leading scorer. Um, now that Marcus Carr is gone, Carr Carr averaged like twenty one points last year. 
Yeah, um, he was, I think, second scoring in the Big Ten or third behind Garza, Io, and uh, I think it went Garza, Io, Carr. Yeah, that makes sense. So when you have that much point production off your team, um, definitely want to hit the panic button a little bit. But Minnesota's done a good job, and 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 credit new head coach Ben Johnson. Um, interesting hire. Uh, he was an assistant under Rick Pitino at, at Minnesota a couple years ago. Um, then went over um, to Xavier with with uh, head coach Travis Steele, um, and from there they, they, Minnesota hired him back. Interesting hire, considering how the Patino years went. Like it was about as mediocre as mid as as uh, our generation likes to say as it as it possibly could have been. <laughs> um, but I I I I've always felt like Minnesota was a great job uh, in the Big Ten uh, basketball just because it, it, I think it has probably the best one of the best um, home court advantages and and Illinois is coming in today and uh, we'll we'll see how good they're going to be uh, I say this every year I think it's hard to play at the barn um, just because the floors are elevated like your jump shots a little bit weird um, I say this every year uh, Bill Self. Um, when he coached Illinois, he had him shoot off mattresses um, to get that bounce to realize like how bouncy the, uh, the barn is, um, as well as the fans. Fans come out for that game, so um, it's gonna be a tough game for the Illini, if I'm if I could be frank. Yeah, don't let Illinois' ninety-four to sixty-three thirty-one point win at the barn last year deceive you. This is not an easy place to play, and. What, what I'm immediately thinking of is last year's team was not all that dependent on the jump shot. They were dependent on layups and dunks with Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. This team is very dependent on the three-pointer, whether it's Plummer, Frazier, Grandison, whoever, everybody shoots the three, and this is a tough place to shoot. So Illinois is going to be tasked with potentially – having to come up with a different formula to win this game. Maybe it's more Kofi in the pick and roll, which he did eat up against Minnesota last year, 22 points and 33 points in both of those games. So maybe this is Kofi's huge conference game that we see from him, you know, every year. But like you said, not <clears throat> an easy place to shoot at. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. I think a guy like Alfonso Plummer is still pretty pure. And you can expect that Frazier put up 15 there last year. So he he's no, he's not afraid to travel there. He's done it now five times, but it, it it's definitely a, a tougher place to go to and play. I think students being home over break leans to the Illini's favor a little bit. And it's going to be a less uh, voluminous crowd probably. Um, but, you know, it's also, They've only gotten to practice two, three times together as a unit since a lot of them had COVID and are probably not all that conditioned at the moment. So there's a lot of factors that that make me think this is going to be challenging for Illinois. Yeah, and and, and I want to shout out one more player on Minnesota. Uh, Peyton Willis, now in his sixth year of eligibility. Um, <laughs> uh, he uh, transferred over from Charleston College, uh, I believe. Uh, double check that. Um, he's second leading scorer on this team for Minnesota. Um, yeah, College of Charleston, my bad. Sorry for people that go to that university. Um, <laughs> used to, he used to play at Minnesota two years ago, I want to say. Um, and then went to College of Charleston and then went back to Minnesota for his sixth year. Um, so interesting story there. 
Um, he's an our leading scorer um, at the guard position. And then uh, EJ Stevens as well. Uh, a pretty good role player. Uh, scores about 11 a game. So uh, two guys to watch out for. But I've always been intrigued by Eric Curry and Jameson's battle, able to guard whether or not he could, they could guard Kofi Coburn. Um, you know, Eric Curry's been with the Gophers. Yeah, he's a senior now. Um, for a while, I, I imagine he's the guy that they're going to put on Kofi. So that battle will be interesting to watch. Um, Kofi's gotten the better of him a lot of a lot of the years, but now this is this is the final year of this battle. I, I'm curious to see uh, if if Curry's able to step it up. Yeah, it's the 13th day since Illinois last played. Same with Minnesota. Both were in action this, this, bleh, December 22nd. Illinois, of course, beat Missouri. And like you mentioned, Minnesota beat Green Bay. So it's been a while since both these teams have been on the court. Illinois obviously had some COVID issues. They're on the road for the first time, second time in the Big Ten this year. They beat Iowa on the road after beating Rutgers at home. Pat, let's hear a score prediction. Who do you think wins this one tonight and why? Yeah, I, I think it'll probably be Minnesota. Um, if it was at if it was at State Farm Center, I'd say Illinois. But I, I hate going in the barn. I almost always predict Illinois to lose the barn. Um, it's been years and years of watching Illinois and lose at the barn, which which really makes me <laughs> not not like it. Um, I um I just don't think that going unconditioned and and having personally having COVID like. Like you feel so sluggish with it, um, and even breathing can be hard. Like it's it it sucks. So I, I just don't think they're gonna be ready for this game. I think they should have scheduled it for later, and that's on the Big Ten. But kudos to Illinois for not like cowering. Pulling to Michigan, Michigan, yeah. Um, last year and and actually playing this game on the road, a tough game on the road. Um, but I I think that they lose this one. Uh, I just don't think they're gonna be ready to go I, and and frankly i think underwood's gonna have to go deep into the bench this game because i think people are going to be gassed um i think it's a bad loss but it, it, it understandable loss when we look back in in march at at this loss i don't think anyone's going to be super upset about it you know <clears throat> we talked all off season about how this illinois team might not be better than they were last year but they're deeper that depth is going to need to show tonight if they want to win this game, I think. <clears throat> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, I think you come into this game, like we said, big hiatus, a lot of guys with COVID, tough place to play, hard to shoot there. You're going to need everybody in that regular rotation to really step up and get some minutes. We, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't know who had COVID. So we don't know if Kofi's going to be slow or Trent or Granderson or who it is that isn't conditioned or didn't get to practice or those types of things. But we do know that everybody's going to be available aside from Hutcherson and Curbelo. So use that bench, you know, get Kofi in and out, stay out of foul trouble for him. And I think if he's on the court for the majority of the game, Illinois should win it. Um, I think if it was in state farm center, it would probably be a much uh, bigger um, output from Illinois. I think at the barn, it might be a little low scoring for both teams. Uh, but I do think Illinois ends up winning it. I'll say Illinois 71, Minnesota 65. Six-point win, pretty close. Um, but Illinois comes out on top. Yeah, yeah. I like that score. Um, 
I think I think we could, we could assume that if you need seven players to have a roster, there's 15 people on a roster. So at least eight players on a team, whether those are bench players or whatever, had COVID. So um, that's, that's or nine players. So it had to be nine players. Um, I actually don't, don't count Hutcherson and Curbelo. So it's of the 13. So at oh. least, at least. Uh, um, it would be seven, then, I think. Yeah, it'd be seven. At seven. least seven players had COVID. Yeah, seven players had COVID. I just I don't think they come out. I think Minnesota wins this one. Close game though, um, which just goes to show you Illinois is just a strong team. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go low scoring 60 to 58. Okay. We'll certainly keep our eyes on this one. I'm excited to watch it. I mean, it's been too long since they played, and they're yeah. back in action on Thursday against Maryland for IO night. Um, do we want to get to that one today? Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll recap after this game. So, all righty. So we'll be back at you guys tomorrow then for a recap of the Minnesota game and a preview of the Maryland game where they'll be raising eight game win streak in a row. Bulls rookie Io DeSumo, his Jersey into the rafters. He'll be at state farm center on Thursday, but for now, thank you guys for listening. Illinois takes on Minnesota at 6 PM central on FS1. Make sure to watch your Illini play today. But for now, thanks for listening. For Pat, I'm Ant, ILL. I and I.